Hey everyone, welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm Hemel Javeri alongside Stephen Ruiz and Evan Thorpe. This week, we're going to be talking about sports beefs. We have a whole bunch of good ones, so why not dedicate an entire episode to Beasts of the Week happening? The first one that we're going to talk about is Spike Lee versus the Knicks. <laughs> yes, yeah, so earlier this week, a video went out of Spike Lee yelling at security at Madison Square Gardens, and then the next day he was on first take saying that basically the entrance he's used, basically all his lifelong Knicks fandom, he was told that he had to use a separate entrance, and then he went on to say that he felt harassed by Knicks owner James Dolan and that he would not be attending any more Knicks games. And if you know Spike Lee, He's more known for being a Knicks fan than actually being a director, I feel like, today. I'm not going to agree with that. So back up for some context, right, which is that Spike Lee has been a Knicks fan for decades and probably is, alongside Jack Nicholson as a Lakers fan, one of the most prominent uh, celebrities as a sports fan, right? Like, he has been with the Knicks through thick and thin, and they have been really, really bad recently, right? Like, Awful. A lot and, of thin. Or is, is, thick yes. the ba- is thick the good one or the bad one? No, thick no, is the good one. Good. <laughs> okay. Thin. Thin. Right. And it's been a lot of thin recently. Um, so, yeah, for context, uh, Spike Lee has, has really been a loyal Knicks fan. And I'm going to disagree with Evan and say that he's definitely more well-known for his films than he is for his Knicks fandom. What, what was the last Spike Lee film that you enjoyed? I don't know if I watch them, but I know that he is a director of them. Well, he wasn't he. Uh, didn't he do Black Black Klansman? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Way to ruin your own argument. I <laughs> but that was like so recent. <laughs> what do you know before then? Everybody do the right thing. Everybody knows That's that. That's in the nineties. So I'm saying as recently. Okay. You know. More known as a Knicks fan. I think it's it's all a part of the package. But I think he's more of a a famous fan than yeah. even Jack. Nicholson because he like gets involved with the players like yeah. the Reggie Miller thing so like he's even more involved like he's probably been the Knicks most effective member in yeah. the, like the last two decades. So to go back to what happened that night though there was uh, some sort of uh, tussle implies physicality so it was not really a tussle but there was some kind of back and forth between Spike and uh, Madison Square Garden security. I don't want to say Nick's security, but Madison Square Garden security. He eventually made it to a seat, but then it looked like he was escorted off of the court. And there was a lot of misinformation about what happened. Did Spike Lee get kicked out of the actual game, which was not the case. But they beefed about it in public. And then you, the craziest thing is that the Knicks put out this statement saying that his claims are laughable. And it's like, that's not the right way to go about this, especially with arguably your biggest fan. Yeah, right. And a lot of people said that it wasn't just like a thing that the Knicks decided to solve internally. They like decided to make it public and blow it up. So, of course, Spike Lee being who he is, he's never going to back down in public. And he called up a New York Times sports writer and just like vented about the entire thing and vented about how terrible the Knicks are about James Dolan on the record. So, of course, that made it into the public sphere as well. Um, And then I don't know if you want to talk about the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, the Brooklyn Nets are clearly (laughs) the smartest team in New York when it comes to basketball. (laughs) They're trying to get Spike Lee to become a a Nets fan. And I think he should make the move because, one, they at least have promise, right? 
I, I won't talk about why he should become a Nets fan later, but just to finish up this story, which is that when Spike Lee was talking about it, he said the Nets already reached out to me, right? Like to give up my Knicks fandom so that I would go join the Brooklyn Nets. Right. And it's a battle you the Knicks were never going to win because they're battling a fan. And then everyone in New York already hates James Dolan. Like you're not going to win this battle because the the Knicks fans like empathize with Spike Lee. He's, he's been there with them. They're not going to, they hate James Dolan. They'd want him to sell the team. So you're going to lose this battle no matter what. So making it public was just, another mistake in a long line of them for the Knicks. Yeah, and James Dolan really has this, like, Mad King vibe, right? Like, he is just clinging to power at all costs when it's clear that the public, and by the public I mean Knicks fans, do not want him in charge. Um, Earlier today there was, or actually last night, excuse me, last night uh, another four fans got kicked out of Madison Square Garden during a Knicks game because they started a chant of sell the team. <laughs> and even last year, Charles Oakley was kicked out, arrested, and he is beloved by New York Knicks fans, NBA fans, old school fans. So it's like you're kicking out one of your own and during a game. And it just shows that like he has that power, that that that, that mindset where like, Whatever he wants to happen is going to happen, and I think he needs to sell the team, or the NBA should take the team. The home. next, the next thing that's going to happen is like a player is going to get kicked out of the <laughs> arena during the game. It'll be LeBron. <laughs> LeBron um, will be kicked out. Right, and I and I want to make it clear that it wasn't just that they got kicked out, but they were det- they were like take kicked out of the game, but then detained by security and by police officers and questioned. Like that's really <laughs> aggressive policing to be like we think James Dolan should st- sell the team, right? Like that's ridiculous. That's really abusive your power the NBA should take the Knicks from him because one what has he done in the past 10 years to really show that he's like putting effort into the Knicks being good okay you cannot take private property away from somebody who actually they took it it from the Clippers owner that's so much different (laughs) totally different He he was a bad owner and racist yeah, the team was taken away from him, like, legally because he was actually, like, actively bad for the players, right? And harassing them and violating labor laws. So if you can, like, prove James Dolan is doing that, you can take the Knicks from I, him. I think there should be a rule where if your team doesn't make the playoffs for 15 years, you got to sell the team. <laughs> I think that's great. Yeah, do great it. Great rule. That's great. Um, all right, let's get to the other question you were talking about. Should Spike Lee become a Brooklyn Nets fan? Yes. The Brooklyn Nets right now, they're, they're not as hot as they're going to be next year, but you think about KD's coming back next year, Kyrie's playing. Last year, I think they had one of the most fun teams to watch. I think they have taken like inspiration from everything New York and Brooklyn and just like shoved it into basketball. You look at their uniforms, they have like the Coogee print that Biggie wore. They are New York basketball to me right now. Mm-hmm. And if Spike wants to be on a winning winning team next year, join the Nets. Well, he should just be he should really just get in now on the grand floor before they get good next year and people start to bandwagon the team, right? But don't you think they're like trying too hard, New York? I mean they're I- like trying to to be New York too much. You think the Nets are trying too hard? Yeah, they're trying too hard where the Knicks are just like I think you just associate New York basketball with the Knicks and Madison Square Garden, no matter what. And also, it's going to be fleeting. Like, the Nets aren't going to stay good for long. K- KD, you don't know how long he's going to be there. You don't know how long he's going to be good. He's coming off a major injury. Kyrie Irvin j- changes teams, like, every year now. But you don't know. The Nets have been good recently. They went to the playoffs last year, and D'Angelo Russell was their best player. Like, they have talent on that team, and they're, they're doing the right steps to make a basketball team worth watching. 
You can't say the Knicks have done that. You just don't give up on your team, though. He's been a fan his whole life. <laughs> They've would given give up, up on him. Would you give up on the Eagles if they kicked you out of an Eagles game? Two different things. Two different things. <laughs> oh. I don't have a personal relationship with the owner and feel like the owner is harassing me. But even if you did, you'd still be an Eagles fan. I, no. I definitely think that Spike should not give up on Knicks fandom, but I do think that he should put a lot more effort into trying to get James Dolan to sell the team. Also, like you said, he's more known for being a Knicks fan than a director, so he can't give that up. <laughs> and what's he going to do with all his like uh, blue and orange glasses and clothes? So uh, another thing I noticed when I was looking at pictures, I don't think I've seen him outside of like the Oscars not wearing Knicks, outfit, uh, Knicks clothes. He wears like Jackie Robinson baseball jersey sometimes but he'll have like a Knicks hat on too right. he, he has a predominantly athletic inspired wardrobe <laughs> and he said that he was spending like three million dollars on tickets I mean I think that makes sense like he talked about to Sup and Deb who is the New York Times uh sports writer he called him and said that you know the Knicks will harass him if he's like even a little bit late on his season ticket deposit right. and uh, now he's getting this kind of treatment like I'm generally against famous people getting excessively good treatment but for in a case like spike um i think it makes sense because your team is so terrible you have to court those fans like it's all you have yeah it's all you have i'm surprised he's not like a minority owner like yeah. he needs to have yeah. some stock in the knicks that to me is surprising too but also like it makes sense in a in the way that you don't want the thing you love to just become like another business opportunity for you Right. I feel like investing in the Knicks is not a good idea. <laughs> I mean, you never know. Um, anyway, all strongly on Spike Lee's side in this beef, this beef of the week, which is our main beef of the week. But there are others this week as well. Stephen, what do you have? We have uh, now I'm like self-conscious about saying the team name because you guys say <laughs> I say it wrong. The, the football team in Jacksonville. <laughs> the Jaguars. The Jaguars. <laughs> They have a beef with – they just are beefing with – they've been beefing with their players for, like, two years now. They've traded – I think they traded Jalen Ramsey after he got in a beef with the coach and Tom Coughlin. Mm-hmm. Tom Coughlin got fired as a result of his beefing with all these players. He just beefing with every player on the team, basically, trying to find them all. They traded Dante Fowler to the Rams. He's another guy that's complained about the Jaguars after leaving. They just traded A.J. Boye, who they signed, to like, three years ago to a big deal – and now they're the best defensive player left on the roster. There's not many left. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe, he has demanded a trade publicly. Oh, my God. And then after A.J. Boya got traded, he got traded two days ago, Jalen Ramsey tweeted, uh, free all my dogs. <laughs> and then Yannick Ngakwe screenshotted that and then put that on his Instagram story. So everyone's just like, we want out of Jacksonville. And it's the worst time to possibly have this going on because free agency starts mm-hmm. in two weeks. And I just, the Jaguars just brought this on themselves. And let me say, I think the root of all of this is Blake Bortles. <laughs> you think that he's secretly pulling the strings on this beef? No, I think that he caught, like, beef only happens when teams start losing. Mm-hmm. Like, if they were winning, there's no beef. Like, right. no one was complaining about Tom Coughlin and his just terrible management of this of this team when they were winning games. They were winning for one season. But after that, they start losing, and then Jalen Ramsey starts complaining, starts fighting with the coach. Tom Coughlin starts sending shots at them in, in the media, and then all this beef started. And I don't think I think they'd still be a good team if they never extended Blake Bortles and got a real quarterback. <laughs> so really, it all started with him. 
Right. If they have Lamar Jackson right now, which I th- I think they would have drafted him if they would have given up on Blake Bortles, none of this would uh, – Jalen Ramsey would still be in town. Yannick Ngakwe would – he would still want to be around. They'd be going to the playoffs. I, I It's it's all Blake Bortles. <laughs> uh, are you taking any sides in this beef? It sounds like you are. Oh, yeah. I'm for the players. Always but for the players. So. The Jaguars – they. The weird thing is they have this GM who runs the team. He's been running the team since, like, 2015. And he just keeps making mistakes, and they won't fire him. They won't move on. They keep, like, maybe we'll give him one more chance. And they brought in Tom Coughlin to fix it, and then he just old-manned his way out of that situation (laughs) (laughs) with his boomer energy. But now they're like, okay, Tom Coughlin's gone, but we're going to give it back to this guy again and see if he can, you know, run the ship. I just don't get it. I mean – 2017, they were what a strong quarter away from making the Super Bowl. Right. Next year, they go five and eleven. Then they went six and ten this year, and they're almost like certainly moving to London in the next year or so. I, I don't mean, think that's that's happening. not happening. They have back to back home games in London this year. They might as well be called the Lungs- London Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they need to take away the team from the owner. Oh like they God. need to do. Oh with my God. <laughs> That's your second time. <laughs> Nobody deserves a sports franchise. So I have a hockey beef. Oh. Which actually dovetails very nicely with our theme for this show, which is bad owners. <laughs> uh, the Ottawa Senators, uh, they are not a good hockey team. They have not been a good hockey team for some time. They're like a lot of these teams that there's sometimes a spark into, hey, this might turn into something good, but it gets extinguished very quickly. Um, the Ottawa Senators uh, fired their CEO, Jim Little, and just like two months after he took the job. But they fired him, and the, the, the statement that they put out was uh, – that he said stuff that was really detrimental to the hockey league and does not fit with the tone of the club and all this other stuff, which made people think that he had done something really, really bad, right? Like that considering what's happening in the NHL, that he had violated some strict guidelines. Uh, Turns out uh, Jim Little then gave a statement, and it was basically because he swore at the uh, owner of the team, uh, Melnick. (laughs) Like They got on a call and... uh, CEO Jim Little had talked to him about how where he saw the franchise going. They disagreed. Words were exchanged. And then, like, 30 minutes later, he was fired. Like, my only exposure to hockey news is Hemel. And, like, <laughs> it's only the worst news. Like, when I hear about NHL stuff, I just assume the worst. Like, <laughs> someone's being sexist. Someone's being racist. <laughs> but just cussing at a Yeah, at he just owner. cussed at him. He just cussed at him over the phone, not even to his face. Cussed at him over the phone and then got fired. I mean, it's clear that. Mr. Eugene, he said his needs to have his hockey team taken away because <laughs> if you can't take a curse word over the phone, like I, if things really got serious and somebody lashed out at him with curse words, what is he going to do? It is Canada, though. Like I feel like yeah. curse words is like the ultimate like, yes. betrayal. You're right. So those Canadians are very thin-skinned. <laughs> but wasn't the, but wasn't the uh, wasn't the other controversy with the racism and the the racist coach? Wasn't that a Canadian team too? That was yeah, that was um, a team who I cannot think of right now. I think it was. So it was okay. So you can't curse, <laughs> but you can be racist in Canadian well, hockey. Well, he got fired, but racism is way more accepted in hockey than curse words are accepted in hockey. Just <laughs> or by women, far. or just being a woman, <laughs> or just being a woman, <laughs> or I need to rethink whether I want to move to Canada or not. <laughs> All right. 
that wraps it up for us in our beefs of the week join us next week where we will have more beefs more sports news thank you guys very much for hanging out with us